Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. I am so excited. This is going to be one of the best episodes we've done in a long time. And I'll tell you the reason for my excitement is that I am just so delighted to have a, a dear friend in the studio, an esteemed community leader, Kathy Thornhill. And I cannot wait for her to introduce herself so she can tell you everything that she's doing and have done and will do in the future. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Mark. Nice to be here. Well, it's great. Welcome. Uh, thank you for making it to Speak Brave podcast. So, Kathy, um, can you tell us um, who you are and what do you have going on in your life? Well, um, I'm just an ordinary person. Um, I've had a job and now I'm retired. Um, I was in education for my career, and then I spent some time being, being a grandmother mm-hmm. for a while, and now my grandson's in college, so it was time to, to move on to other endeavors, and I became interested in community efforts, especially as they related to health, mm-hmm. and it all came about basically because of something that happened to me personally, and um, I just wanted to share the good news, so that began our organization, which is very loose. It's just volunteers from the community. Um, It's called Chat and Chew, and um, it's a message of hope, really. Um, And it's the same hope that I got when I learned the connection between what I put on my plate and how I felt. And it seems like such an obvious connection, but I learned about the power of all the research for the last 30 years mm-hmm. and how that could teach us and lead us to make even better choices of what we put on our plates when it comes to health. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure all the listeners understand and, and kind of get a little background and context. Um, uh, Kathy is a, is a leader. She's a, she's a leader. She's a leader of leaders. And I have encountered your group that you're part of, that you have started, maintained, and grown. Chat and Chew, um, how many years? Seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's growing, right? It's mm-hmm. growing in mm-hmm. Winter Haven, Polk County, and all over the country. Yes, yes. And it's, it's volunteers come together. Mm-hmm. Volunteers come together to learn, explore, share ideas, and also get um, author- authoritative uh, research, right? Yes, yes. In- into the matters of plant-based, whole food uh, mm-hmm. type of uh, mm-hmm. food consumption, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. Right. Well, I've been part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the reason you know is you're one of those volunteers. <laughs> right. And uh, it, it's always there's always this great energy, and everyone is just so... There's meetings, right? Uh, can yes. you tell us um, a day in the life or a chat and chewer or, <laughs> or, or maybe uh, a month? Like what, what kind of activities you have and uh, what kind of guests you have mm-hmm. and what kind of, um, what, what is the experience like mm-hmm. for somebody who would like to uh, participate? Mm-hmm. Well, we started off real simple. We just had meetings where I shared information that I'd learned because I had had results uh, changing my diet. Um, I just started adding one more vegetable to my plate, 
And after a year, I looked down and my plate was just full of vegetables and fruits and starches. And I was like, wow, when did that happen? And I lost 10 pounds and went to the doctor and said, there must be something wrong. I can't lose weight. I never lose weight without working hard. And he asked me what I ate. And I told him and he said, well, that's why, because of what you're eating. So I thought this is worth learning more about. So I learned more. And when I learned more, I learned about the research and the top leaders in the field. And I thought, oh, as an educator, I have to share this information. And we started Chat and Chew. And first it started with just meetings where we'd get together and talk and we'd show a video. But then we had one speaker who said to us, um, well, when you get a little bigger, why don't we Skype? And we didn't know what Skype was. It was like, oh, okay, whatever it is, we'll do it. And we found out that we had tech interns who could help us here at the library. And um, we could talk with people on the other side of the country. And they were the leading experts in the field of health and diet. And people in our room in Winter Haven could ask them questions. And they could see us, and we could see them and hear them. And um, it was exciting. So our meetings have kind of evolved from that. Skypes are the anchor. And we speak with such important people in this field as Dr. Neil Barnard from Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Coming up, we have probably the leader in the field, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn at the Cleveland Clinic, who was featured in Forks Over Knives along with Dr. Colin Campbell, who we also Skyped with. Um, pretty much everybody on that video we've Skyped with was the number, no, number one documentary starting in 2010. So we have Skypes. Then other things we have are we have cooking classes, we have grocery store, store tastings, um, we have meetups to eat out, um, and we have, hmm, I'm trying to think of the other ones that we've had. We've had quite a few. Oh, gardening class. Gardening class. And mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, I have had a chance to visit <laughs> one of your cooking class. Mm -hmm. it, actually, it was part of Publix April, Yes, right? yes. In, in, in their cooking uh, uh, studio. And it was amazing. It was mm -hmm. amazing. It was a good, good, good group of people. Mm -hmm. um, Kathy, one of the things I want to explore is... Um, your leadership, right, and, and your mentorship ability mm -hmm. in, in this organization um, as a leader, mm -hmm. right, as a leader who helps. What are the, what are the um, challenges that you run into sometimes that, uh, that, that challenge you and, and how do you find a solution? Well, what's been helpful is that in my career, I learned a lot of skills to lead. And um, I was a leader in the classroom. You know, I had to lead the children. And then I became a principal, and I, I needed to lead the staff towards our common goals. And then I worked at the district office and um, eventually had an active role in instruction for the whole district. And so the leadership skills that I learned there, I just applied to what we're doing in the community. And the number one thing I learned was the importance of building teams, of building that cohesive cooperative groups. Um, you saw the beauty of that happening with children, but then as you work with adults, it's just so powerful. Um, there's a video on YouTube where there's this man that stands up and they're He's young, and they're on the side of this beautiful hill, and they're sunning themselves, a bunch of kids and, and adults around. And he stands up and starts dancing crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, 
everybody's just looking at him like, what's wrong with you? Why are you standing up there dancing? And then someone joins him. And there's two of them dancing crazy. And then it becomes like, hmm, well, that's interesting. It must be worth doing because there's two of them. So then a third comes and a fourth. And pretty soon the whole hillside is dancing crazy. And that's sort of what's happened with Chat and Chew. I may have been able to bring some of the initial information, but I've had lots of people that dance crazy with us now. So it's fun. is, would you, can you share some of the stories without something that, um, that were transformational, that people may have gotten um, amazing results by mm-hmm. committing to it? Mm-hmm. Is there something you can share? Mm-hmm. Well, um, one thing we've learned a lot about um, is the blue zones, mm-hmm. those places in the world with the longest lived uh, population, and they've lived healthily. And I think that that is a ray of hope for all of us, that as we age, uh, it doesn't have to be like our parents and our grandparents who often suffered for a long time. So as we begin looking at our diet, we, we have a, a dream that our, our lives will be full and healthy, and then it is time to die, but, but not suffering for 10 years. So that's been a motivation. And then we've had people, uh, we have one from California, she had pain in her feet and we discovered it was neuropathy, which is often accompanies diabetes. And her doctor said, no wonder, look at your blood sugar. And so she, she had been adding lots of plants to her plate, but she was eating cheese and dairy and lots of that. And, and so she listened to Dr. Barnard, because he talks a lot about the importance of adding more and more plants and putting aside some of those other fatty things. And she did that, and after years of, of, of having this terrible numbing feeling, shooting pain in her feet, it was gone and it never came back. And then we've had one most recently, he had prostate cancer and his doctor was doing the wait and see. Mm-hmm. He just made one diet change, changed one food and went back in six months and the doctor couldn't find the prostate cancer. Um, wow, <laughs> that is... A year later, he still couldn't find the prostate cancer. He's lost 75 pounds um, and he's continuing to make diet changes to just give his body the the foods that can give him the nutrients to build protection against those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then we had one woman whose doctor just kept trying to get her to lower her blood cholesterol and finally she just made a diet the diet change of moving to plant-based and he told her, you're the only one I've ever seen do it. You've lowered your blood cholesterol. You've done great. Um, another one, she had osteoporosis. And she went from a minus four to a minus two, which is osteoporosis to osteopenia, I think is about where she ended up. And the doctor just couldn't believe it. And she'd been exercising before. The only thing she did was change her diet. And that happened over a couple of years' time. So, yes, we've had amazing results. And people get excited about it because those are the kinds of things that happen to you as you age. And, and unfortunately, it's happening to younger people because our diets have gotten worse and worse. And um, the young kids are obese now. Um, and so that's, that's a real challenge. Those things that visited our parents are visiting us now at much younger age, the experts tell us. You are um, hit the nail on the head. I think um, 
it's you, we talk about the the, <laughs> the availability of um, uh, of high fat, right? High salt, high mm-hmm. calorie density uh, foods mm-hmm. that are so inexpensive, yes. so convenient, yes. and boy, does it look delicious, right? Yes. Does it look delicious? And that's what you get, right? So, yes. so does that mean that we're, that um, as as somebody who's not educated or who's not informed, mm-hmm. sacrificing long term health for short term um, quick jolt of happiness? Yes. Is yes. That, is that right? Yes, Dr. Hans Steele. Um, I was reading his book today, and he was talking about uh, we've traded those whole foods that our grandparents ate. That they've never heard of some of the processed foods we have, and they're trading those in now for highly processed, engineered for profit and flavor foods, not for health. Um, they stay really well on the shelves, which is, makes it convenient. Um, they make us, you know, you can't eat just one, uh, but that isn't necessarily the best choice for our health. And so um, we have to go back and visit what those diets used to be like. You know, one of the things I remember talking to you uh, years ago, um, Kathy, we have had a chance, I had a chance to attend one of the meetings for Chat and Chew. Great event. I don't remember exactly who was the speaker. And you have said in a very uh, confident and matter-of-fact way, uh, what would you like to eat? A fruit, an apple, or a science experiment? I don't know if you said that, but do you remember that? I do remember that. Yes, <laughs> and I'll never forget it. I'll uh. never forget it, Kathy. So that that was great. One of the things um, I want to ask you about, mm-hmm. um, uh, but it's we're kind of going right in the middle of it. Um, you have traveled right mm-hmm. to the blue zones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell the listeners what are the blue zones? What are the so what is so special about them? And I have seen your photographs and your stories and just amazing experiences you had. Can you tell us about your travels mm-hmm. and what these blue zones have? How, would, how did you experience that? Mm-hmm. Well, we were going on a trip to Japan. So that meant we had to go to Okinawa that had the oldest lived women mm-hmm. in the world and just a really healthy population. So we took a little side trip mm-hmm. to Okinawa and uh, got a guide because they didn't speak English and I wanted to talk to them. And we went to a little city um, in the northern part of Okinawa to meet some of the old, the old ancient ones, what they called them. Ancient ones. Okay. Yeah, and, and Okinawa is really, really interesting. Um, centuries ago, the Chinese explorers used to call a little island that they would sail past the Isle of Immor- Happy Immortals. And that's the way they act, is they're so happy. And they live for a long time, and they've been doing this for centuries. And um, so I had lunch with one. This was a woman who, um, at the time, was 97. This year, she's going to turn 100, and I'm sending her the guide that we had. She's going to hand-deliver a birthday card to her because she wanted me to know when her birthday was. And when she turns 100, in the little town, um, and I may not be pronouncing this right, Ojami, Ojimi, Ojimi is the way they pronounce it, um, the mayor makes a proclamation and they, in honor of the centenarian, and there's just a big celebration as they move to that point. Well, 
it's, it's not unusual to find that. In fact, we wanted to talk to a gentleman because we knew we were going to have the conference with the woman. Uh, but the gentleman, we were just driving down the road, and he was driving along, and the guide said, let me go talk to him. <laughs> so, so we stopped the car, and she went to talk to him. He was 94. And, and we have people that are 94 in our group, and they remind me of this man. He was just phenomenal. He um, was... He worked at the military base um, after the war, and he used, and my husband asked him, did you, did you drink you know, sodas and things? He said, yes, I did that, but that's not healthy. I don't eat like, drink like that anymore. I drink, don't drink those beverages. And um, he wanted to take us to his garden, mm-hmm. and they, have, they eat so many potatoes there, and they have like 32 varieties, but their favorite is the Okinawa sweet potato. And so he took us to his garden, and I thought it was going to be a little plot of land, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. And he, he was disappointed because we couldn't harvest any, but he wanted me to pick the leaves off. And he told me about his, 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 the things he does in life. He, um, he's a referee for some ball game they play. Um, just like this woman who's going to be 100 soon, she had her bike and came to the restaurant where we had lunch together because she was the expert on how to prepare the foods of the ancient ones. But what we found out was these foods like, well, they're, they're things that are common of all the blue zones. They, they all eat plant-based, mostly all plants, 97% of their diet. They all eat legumes, beans. They all have strong social support. And then they all have um, uh, activity during the day built into their uh, routines. Like she had her bicycle, and he had his garden, and he went to the ball games. And, um, and then finally, they don't smoke. And that's true of Okinawa, of Sardinia, where we're going this summer, Icuria, uh, Greece. Um, that's the same five attributes, as well as Loma Linda, California. Yeah where the Seventh-day Adventists are. But the sad part is that all the blue zones are going away, except for one, and that's Loma Linda. And it's because, as we found in Okinawa, their diets are changing, their culture is changing, and they're having, they have worse health outcomes now by the age of 60 than we do in the United States. So as I was mentioning earlier, the the things that visited our parents are now moving down to younger ages because of our diets. And we saw it firsthand in Okinawa. It, and Dan Butner, who was the National Geographic Explorer, who discovered all of five of the blue zones, he has seen the same thing. He says it's like a tidal wave coming on and just destroying all these centuries for Okinawa of culture and diet. Mm. Kathy, that that is sad uh, to hear about about the uh, onslaught of um, mm-hmm. of this um, profit machine, right? <laughs> that is coming, uh, possibly. But uh, but there's hope, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, this is a hope. We are we are in a business of of um, hope distribution, right? <laughs> and all of those good outcomes that I was just talking about are happening here. And Dan Butner is building blue zones in the United States, taking the lessons of these populations, and now areas are coming together, total involvement by the schools, the government, the health department, um, the clubs, 
everybody's coming together. There's one growing in Naples. There's one in California. Um, they're in different places in the United States. And the lessons that they're teaching us that they're, they're now instituting in places that are willing to make that change. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it in our own way here mm -hmm. as we uh, build on what our city's done. We've done a wonderful job in making it possible for citizens to move and use exercise outside in this beautiful weather. Um, and then we have our meetings to make people away rare. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Kathy. Um, one thing I want to ask you is, in your journey with Chat and Chew, the, this community, this uh, participation of volunteers, um, contribution of, um, of researchers and doctors, what are some of the lessons you personally learned that you did not know before when you started, when you look back? Mm -hmm. what, what are the things that are... Uh, that have revealed to you about who you are and uh, what would you like uh, you know, to uh, share? Well, I think um, what I've learned, and I learned as a teacher too, is just when you share information with somebody, that's not enough. Um, they have to have lots of different ways to see how this might work for them. Um, for example, when I worked at the district office, we would have training sessions for teachers and say in cooperative learning and uh, they would do it in the class in the training session with other members in the training but it didn't work until we went back with them into their classrooms mm -hmm. and um, we taught lessons together and so you know just having informational meetings is not enough and that's why we do things like the cooking classes together we try to build a social uh, support system um, and that's one of the things I wish we could do better because it's it's very time-consuming um, but we talk about bring a friend to the meeting you know mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't happen changes don't happen right away they've they, you kind of have to grow into it and I think about my own beginning it took me a whole year to truly go oh my gosh this is powerful mm -hmm. it can make a difference in how I feel and what my blood tests look like and um, so that is, and I'm still struggling with that, you know, how to build that. And one of our newest things that we've just started was um, with our Skypes, we do videotape them. And so they go up on our YouTube page and they're available for anybody to take a look at. And we, in the past, we've live streamed them to places in Mexico and Canada and everywhere in the United States where we have members. And, um, and we're moving away from that. We're doing what they call premier YouTube, and that's where we watch the video together and we chat in the chat box. And we had more turnout for that than we did for our live streams, and the feedback was very positive. So again, it's that social group, that strong social support that you see in the blue zone. So that's my biggest lesson is, you know, how can we do more to help people meet their goals, whatever they are when it comes to health and diet? Okay. I love it. I love it, Kathy. I'm your supporter. I'm your fan. 100%. Um, Kathy, so where do you see Chad and Chu going? What is next in the next, uh, you know, next big phase, mm -hmm. next several phases? What, what is your vision and what is the community vision? Well, what's happening is um, our members are getting the attention of their physicians. 
And we always stress, if you're going to change your diet or if you're going to change your exercise habits, you need to check with your health provider first. And so that's where I see us moving next, is being sure that our physicians realize what we're doing that's making a difference, because we need to be sure, especially for medication, to interact with our health provider. Um, and we're not the only ones moving in that direction. The national experts are doing that, too. For example, one of our Skype speakers, Dr. Agarwal from University of Florida Med School, she um, is really active in building a nutrition of focus as well as all the other life-saving things that happen in cardi cardiology with her fellows. Those are the people that are getting their final training before they become cardiologists. Um, she's changed the menu at Shan's Hospital to be one of more plant-based, uh, as she also is a practicing physician. So that's just one example of that change. We have um, one physician who has seen what happened, and he's handing out our calendar now um, to his members and saying, you know, you may want to take a look at this and see if it would be something you're interested in doing. Not that there are next, ex, you know, saying do this. They're saying here's a resource where you can find some information that might help you too. And that's what we're about. We're not telling people what their goals should be. We're saying here's the information. The experts will explain to you what they found with their research, and then you decide what your goal is. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, so, Kathy, would you tell us, um, this this episode will be coming out in the first part of February 20, oh, 2019. So, would you tell us about what is upcoming with the calendar of, of Chad and Chu? How can we join and mm -hmm. where to find you and the best way to be part of it? Well, if you're in the community, you could come to the actual Skype with Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. It's free, and it's on February 22nd at 1130. I've got to tell the community because this podcast is all over the world. Oh, good. Well, let's <laughs> tell you about the actual right. website, and right. that is Chat and Chew More Plants YouTube. And if you go to that, and after, in fact, it'll I'll be... I'll put all the links. I'll put all the links. Uh -huh. Pardon? I'll put all the links into the uh, yes 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 so there there's a YouTube page that will have a link to Dr. Esselstyn's um, Skype and it will be a live chat uh, premiere where you can check in at two o'clock on February the 28th and you'll be able to see the Skype that happened uh, the on the 22nd and you can chat with us on the chat box and ask questions and, and learn and react with what happens. So that's something that can happen immediately. Um, there's also Facebook. We have Chat and Chew More Plants Facebook. And uh, then we have an email that goes out on a regular basis, um, usually about two or three times a month, and it tells what's coming up. It also links to Internet sources that would be helpful, like for Dr. Esselstyn, uh, to learn more about heart disease and what we can do to prevent it and reverse it. Right. So those are the kinds of things. And how can we sign up for a newsletter? Uh, you just send an email to 54321health at gmail.com okay so it's 54321health at gmail.com mm -hmm. and I'll put this resource when we publish the podcast so people can okay. respond sign up and be part of it I I want to I want to tell you Kathy this is an amazing group um, it has served me really well and uh, I I 
respect it, I like it, I recommend it to anyone who is interested to learning more. They will, when they come and see you, and they come see the community and this organization, uh, it's it's very hard not to be uh, not to be impressed. Uh, not, and I'm not saying this to impress anyone, mm-hmm. uh, but rather to express, uh, impress upon that this is a community-based volunteer organization that started very small with just a meeting talking about research to this to this uh, movement right mm-hmm. this this lifestyle and it's quite quite um, it's quite powerful so if you are in in central florida make sure you you find chat and chew and you go to the meeting so you become part of the tribe through the skype uh, and excuse me through the youtube premiere mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and follow the calendar Thank you, Kathy. Well, thank you, and thank you for letting us share this ray of hope that we feel is helpful. And we're very honored that you would be willing to do that. I, I, I love it. I'm a big supporter, so I'm always uh, here to help. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. And I hope you uh, share this podcast and resource with everyone in your tribe that you love and care about. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. And don't forget to speak brave. Thank you.